Welcome to EcoTank. With this platform and podcast in general, I aim to engage, learn, and to make an impact towards the economic system. And regardless of the impact being trivial or immensely large, whether it's in South Africa, the African continent, or be it globally, I aim to make the impact. Now, essentially, EcoTank will be used as a reservoir for economics, but it upholds, embodies its multiple facets, and additionally to say how to factors such as trade-offs, multiplier effects, cash reserve requirements, capitalism, nationalism, opportunity costs, demand and supply. So basically, how do these factors affect your day-to-day decisions and actions as a consumer, trader, the government, supplier, business owners, the stock market, agriculture, production and utility, in all honesty, I can go on and on. But now, getting to the crux of it all, the roots of this podcast are basically embedded in determining whether the theory, models and policies in place are actually designed and equipped for the future and current situations to be encountered with. And this is just to ensure that um, and to determine whether they need to be improved and whether they actually are actually fit for these situations and um, in the future, as I have mentioned. Now, this is also highly important to me as an economic student due to being a firm believer that theory blended in with, re- with practicality and real-world experience actually yields to better understanding. And this is just to say, at times you can study um, a thousand times, yet not grasp the concept or fully understand it. And I think that um, once you actually know how to analytically apply what you do study um, and whatever you do um, to the real world, that you know, it result, everything makes sense. And I think um, it's important that we um, learn to analytically um apply the theory to the real world and also this is a loophole to determine okay um what i have learned um just to set apart what you have learned in school and how things are done in the real world but anyway so for the time being most of these discussions will be surrounded on the effects and repercussions of the pandemic so what um so what has the pandemic done in different sectors and what can be done in order to improve the pre-corona economic status not only of the globe but of South Africa too now gliding into South Africa I applaud um, how South Africa has responded and dealt with the pandemic. And regardless of not all um, precautionary measures and rules being adhered to, I would say so far, I give a thumbs up. But now, one question I had prior to this lockdown was, where were the market researchers, the economists, the students, the healthcare workers? And this is just in terms of um, playing an active role as a citizen, regardless of your status and your responsibility, but just in terms of being aware and spreading the word. And basically, where were we on the grounds of um, to, where, to what degree and how did we come to play and basically state the existence of this pandemic and basically share um, with emphasis and urgency, of course, that due to the surging crisis or due to the pandemic, um, it has affected this region in this way. You know, for instance, um, it has decreased the amount of people. Um, the amount of people who have been able to go to work due to taking a sick leave or decrease in production or increase the amount of people in hospitals or deaths, you know. Um, these little minor questions and these little minor, you know, um, facts actually make a difference in determining how we will prepare ourselves when um, we encounter the same situation, regardless of different economies um, operating differently. And also, 
um, regardless of us not being affected as yet or being in the same crisis, I think it's just important in regards to looking out for our country based on forecasts and research and basically using um, that research and evidence to share with citizens and our government. And in my opinion, I think in the future, it's rather better to operate in a globe whereby we know what's going to hit us before it actually hits us. I mean, doesn't that show that we are prepared and isn't that beautiful in somewhat way? Now, this podcast and episode especially is going to be quite different in terms of it comprising more of a roller coaster of questions, especially in beginning and uh, moving along. So please do hang in there and follow through. Now, in a couple of days, and just a few days in actual fact, um, the South African economy is venturing into a level four lockdown. And apart from the economy gradually opening, what has actually been done in certain sectors and businesses what has actually been done um, before certain sectors and businesses open and have the work environments and public spaces actually been disinfected in order to ensure um, that um, in order basically in order to ensure that the possibilities of incrementally contracting the virus is basically curbed in order to flatten the curve and this is just to say that there's been this whole mantra and all of us rooting for us to flatten the curve yet how can we allow people back into the working environment and i understand it is still lockdown but yet um the 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 cost of people's lives are still going out in the field you know um to go save the day um so basically, I feel like in my opinion, well, in my opinion, I would rather suggest that um, I think it would rather have been better that during the lockdown period, um, disinfecting um, occurred basically in open spaces where people are going to return to work again, because I, I, I doubt we'd want to find ourselves um, in a position where we're back to level five lockdown and basically increasing the period and basically adding on more repercussions that we had that we could have had if we had prepared and, you know, thought about it thoroughly. And I think this is also important just to enhance and basically tighten precautionary measures that should take place and are currently taking place. And also, I hope that um, moving along, that um, while listening to this podcast Ah, listening to this podcast and um, basically the concept of problems isn't the focus but rather it is a redirection in considering blind spots and opportunities so basically um not looking at aspect at certain aspects with the thing of whereby it's a burden you know that we never are going to get out of um the situation at the end of the day problems just mean that um there is an opportunity and there is a way for you to improve in whatever is going wrong so yes i hope that um problems and basically you know being hesitant is not the focus at all but alongside with alongside with what should happen before um the economy moderately opens um one question i also did have in mind was um will there be screening in places where Will we be screening in place before workers actually go into their working environment? And also, 
Is the supply in terms of the material and appliances needed in order to screen? Is the supply enough to meet the demand of the number of businesses that will be opening? And who will be responsible um, for distributing these goods? Will businesses have to um, basically find suppliers and distribute them themselves? Or will government play a role in distributing the screening appliances that will be needed? And again, this is all just to ensure that we don't find ourselves back in level five um, lockdown, whereby we have an increase of um lockdown period and also not that only but just a stagnant and dire gdp rate which is actually contracting but now having a worse because we weren't um careful before opening into um level four lockdown but now um what but moving along to say actually um what does level four actually mean for operating and opening businesses and before we attend to this um, my view on the level four action plan along with the stimulus plan was that when um when the announcement was made about the stimulus plan i was like okay great this is a great um deal in the short run you know somewhere we have to keep liquidity going but now what about the long run because um, the, there is no benefit if um, money keeps circulating in the economy, yet it's not it's not enough to even, um, you know, get us by in the future, you know, Be, and also alongside say, say um, alongside with that being said, um, also just another thing of um, basically we can't, um, what's the point of money circulating in the economy? if it won't be able to sustain us in the future you know there is no um productivity going on so the stimulus plan um the stimulus package yes good idea but i was like oh snap so what does this mean um for um the long run because it's uh, the the stimulus package alone does not carry so much substance um but then the level four action plan was announced and i think it answered my question and i think this just stems from agreeing that um some form of economic activity has to take place regardless of um the the dire situation but i think that at the end of the day um economic activity taking place in one manner um which could happen is through invigorating um aggregate demand and this is just to get um, more income expanding um the streams of income and basically expanding where we can spend um our money i think it's a good way to um not only i think it's a good way to basically stimulate the economy more effectively um in terms of ensuring that the economy does not crash to the degree that is worse than the inevitable contraction that is expected um in the gdp initially and i think yes basically not being not not coming out of the situation worse than um we were before and then um on the other side, this just goes back to um, the concept of, um, you know, the price elasticity of demand and supply. For instance, um, in terms of spending being, you know, aggregate demand um, not being stimulated and being stimulated um, due to um, certain not all not all sectors in the economy and businesses being operating. Um, yeah, not all of these sectors operating basically leads to income being spent only um, in certain areas. And I think this leads to a decrease in customer satisfaction of goods and services at the end of the day. So basically, this just leads to, you know, 
there's this term and there's this economic term basically um price elasticity of demand so basically uh, and supply it can be inelastic or elastic so basically it's elastic when there is a major response so for instance with um the oil with the oil um demand decreasing so that was a major um that was a major response because people don't see the need to buy oil um economies don't see the need to buy oil and there isn't um if there is no use um for the oil especially in terms of um our basic um basic traveling with a car and stuff like that so i think um it has definitely affected um consumer behavior and basically it is basically important to take note that with this affecting um consumer behavior it's basically inevitable that income um won't be spread and and basically not only that income won't be spread but also what people spend their money on is not going to be spread due to um the limitation of movement and basically which i have a question on that um at the end of the podcast but yes um one question that did um due to or due to the restriction of income um being used um the limitation around that um one question that does come to play is um will the pandemic excessively lead to an unbalanced economy and this just goes back to the grounds of you know um income being income being spent um in a limitless manner so basically i think it's inevitable that um the pandemic will lead to an unbalanced economy because at this time there's only a, per- a percentage of um certain sectors that are allowed to go to work and another question with that is um how will governments make sure that um it's only the 50% um that like basically the percentage of workers that are required to go to work are the actual ones only going to work and how are they going to control the declining processes of people going to work and alongside with that i know there's a form that you're supposed to fall in but essentially how will they account for people who are able to go back to work and not operate now going back to what level 4 actually what does it actually mean for um businesses that will be operating and opening um question will they be able to meet the demand in the same record time that they have pre the occurrence of the pandemic and also um with businesses that deal with um exporting will they be allowed to export their goods outside of the country and with that being said um will countries allow to receive their goods and basically make their change um make the change um to what degree of what will be the limitations on exporting companies does this mean that they are not able to actually function where the function in this state another question will restaurants be able to keep up with the demand that they'll actually receive and alongside with that um in in reference to total revenue um in reference to total revenue and the stimulus package so basically how will these two components the total revenue received and the stimulus package will they be enough in order to compensate for the fixed costs that have to be paid regardless of businesses operating or not and also regardless of um stimulus packages being received from the private or public sector and um, when will the stimulus packages um be received and also will they be received in a record time in the day that um the economy is going to be open so in essence um will businesses receive will businesses receive their um packages their stimulus packages um in record time in order to meet the operation of their business basically so basically will 
so basically will funds be received um in time for businesses to start operating and this is just in a case where um businesses do not have funds at all um yeah basically that should be taken into account and also for businesses that haven't received or that won't receive um basically the stimulus packages how does this affect their business in general and also um how does they how will this affect um their business um if they will be operating and they have not received it in record time and then the next question that i'm about to ask is basically not to um discourage um, people from going back to work but also one thing to major to con to take basically to, to basically take consideration of is um are businesses actually allowed um to conduct their business activities based on so basically will businesses be allowed to conduct business activities based on the degree and feasibility of based on their degree of feasibility and um viability of the success surviving this time so um breaking it down just to say that okay um if this business um is aware that they won't be able to um meet the demand and this is just to say that we're living in a right now is a very uncertain time so basically will this business be able to meet the demand um that they expect to meet and also if they do not um meet that demand because demand is low what is going to happen um to that business will they be allowed and i guess this just goes back to um determining which um which industries and businesses are basically um basically functioning to a point where there is a guaranteed um amount of income that will um come back and also ensuring that this question just basically um is there to ensure um and to take note that um we can't allow businesses to certain businesses um is it viable to allow certain businesses to go into um to go into um the economy and basically start operating when knowing that um the possibilities of them breaking even or even making a profit or surviving through this time when the chances are low um will that be um a determining factor in terms of determining whether they will be allowed to um start operating this monday or uh, not and again in the spirit of um operating what does this mean for profits what does this mean for businesses operating um to do, to to obtain the profit that they need um prior to the pandemic and to what degree um, will businesses obtain their profit and with that said will businesses even break even or do these factors even matter um due to the possibility of just ensuring that economic activity just just occurs um so the economy doesn't crash and um just to also ensure that um most of the money that is circulating in the economy is not only um government um expenditure it's basically coming from different streams um but i think that also with allowing the economy to to participate um, and not just um putting a heavy weight on the government spending already i think that's um a good combination in order to ensure that income and expenditure is broadly spent regardless of the limitation that is um already there and additionally to say um in my opinion i think it's rather different um it's rather important to determine um whether 
you will be saving or not during this time so basically i think it's important to determine the manner in which um we spend our money regardless of it being the government basic households individuals businesses i think it's very important to determine how we plan to spend our money in the future and basically um spend our money during this time and this is also due to the uncertainty and another thing to say um, I think it's just important that we invest in our own economy in order to reap the fruits of our labor and trajectory um, as an emerging economy. And I think that um, this is of high importance only due to stating due to a fact that um, foreign, direct, foreign direct investments are basically higher than our savings domestically. And I think it's important that we start instilling the habit of investing in our economy, investing um, in ourselves basically just to ensure that because um, at the end of the day it's de it definitely will um, benefit everyone um, yeah so I think it's basically better to rather invest to start investing to think about ways and how we can grow our economy not just um, not just rely on money that will be going out and being invested um, elsewhere but also um, being that we if even if it's invested elsewhere it's fine but i think also rather um knowing that your money is invested in a country like ours i think it's important to install um savings and investments in whichever way and this is just to say that um in in a sense whereby how long will we rely on foreign direct investments in order to stimulate our economy um yeah basically from it, it being our last resort our last option um, that we have to get, um, you know, um, foreign direct investments. I understand funding will be needed in time, but, um, yeah, just to create a balance and to ensure that there is some form of domestic savings domestically. And, um, one more question before I end this podcast, um, is that, um, do you think, and does the limitation of movement basically restrict the amount of total revenue received? And just to mention one or two things, in my opinion, I, I think that it is inevitable for total revenue and profits received. Um, basically, I basically think that econ uh, I basically think that businesses um, shouldn't expect um, to determine your way. I basically think that businesses shouldn't expect to make the profit that they had been making um, prior to the pandemic. This is only due to um, the amount of limitations of spending that is occurring currently in our economy and also due to the fact that is there actually even money to spend regardless of the limitations. Yes, so that is my take, that is my view. Um, I stand to be corrected. But um, yes, thanks a lot for listening to this podcast and um, I am your host, um, Zuleka Zoe. And my email is zuleka11zoe at gmail.com. And um, the next podcast will be coming in um, only next week. Um, but thanks for listening. And um, I have a blog coming out soon, which is basically EcoTank. But I'll state the details um, in the next podcast. Thanks a lot.